0: Knowing what to eat is the easy part. Actually doing it is where people struggle.
1: What you do after the diet is just as important as the diet itself.
0: Focus on food quality for health and food quantity for weight loss.
1: Patience is the least utilised tool in most diets.
0: I don't mind a superfood salad, but I prefer pizza.
1: Don't throw the kitchen sink at it.
0: Pick a training method you enjoy, that's the advice.
1: Generally, most people don't lift heavy enough.
0: Think of me as the Alan Partridge of the fitness industry.
1: If you haven't thought about your death row meal, then. We We can't be friends. Welcome to the Not Another Fitness podcast on this delightful Sunday evening with myself, Amy Rambo-Ramsen, and over on Zoom. We look like we're a bit matching tonight, mate.
0: Yeah, that's good. It's Andy, by the way. It's Andy. Just throw it out there.
1: Although I don't have the striking beard, I must say.
0: I mean, I'm almost matching with the blankets and cushions behind me. I've just realised. I'm almost blending into the background.
1: Yeah, you are a delightful shade of grey. <laughs> it's a lot of
0: grey, it's a lot of neutral in this in this room. <laughs> grey on grey.
1: Grey on grey.
0: Inoffensive and quite boring. But hey. Hey. It works. It works. How you yeah. doing, mate? Sunday night.
1: It is Sunday night. I'm all right. I'm fine. I've had a lovely weekend. It's been really, really nice. Um yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing more to update. It's been I mean, great.
0: Th- I mean, this could be the shortest podcast of all time this week. <laughs> this <laughs> no, time it's
1: so been a lovely week. I had a friend to stay this weekend, watched some rugby, did some yoga, did lots of walking. I did that really British thing today. Everyone I spoke to, whether it was WhatsApp, Face to face. Oh, isn't it a lovely day? Isn't it gorgeous weather? Lovely day today. And I'm like, oh, Amy, shut up.
0: I reckon I said that about five times today.
1: Yeah, it was a beautiful day.
0: I mean, I was still cold though, just <laughs> just, just for the record. <laughs>
1: course cool you were. Of course cool you were. How many layers today, mate?
0: Um, One, two, three. Uh, do you know what? Only three layers. Ooh, That's wow. terrible. No wonder I was cold.
1: Poor form. Poor form. Um, Yes, yeah, so I am well. Thank you.
0: How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I met up with friends today. It was really nice, actually. This was one, this is like my mates from up in, or basically my best mate from Harrogate. Mm. So they were down seeing his dad. Uh, so we kind of gate crashed this afternoon or this morning and went for a walk and a bit of a, went to the playground. That's where I got cold, basically. But Sarah was like, you didn't move. You just lay down on the, on the kind of blanket thing we had there. It's like, because I'm so tired. <laughs> Because I'd got I'd gone and done like the 10k first thing this morning, which basically means like, yeah, it's a little bit low energy then. And when there's other adults and kids around, it's like nice. They can look after Max. I'm just gonna have a little rest here, which um, is what I did.
1: How's the running going? Let's have a running update.
0: Running update. Um, generally speaking, like pretty good. Um so it's always a little bit peaks and troughs. Do you know what I mean? It's like from one run to the next, it kind of, it changes a bit. Generally speaking, definitely getting fitter, definitely getting faster. So I did those two sessions on the treadmill the other day, um, with the intent of like the first one in, you know, it's basically two five K split by like a few hours. And that just because it was convenient and a couple of clients had canceled. So I had the time, uh, but the intent was to do the first one hard. And then the second one kind of easy, but what ended up happening was it was like two quite aggressive runs. um, But I mean, I'm just thinking about all the advice I give to people like not to push and not to go overboard now as I, as I reveal this, but there is an element of if your body feels good, like I wasn't doing it just to prove a point. It was like, God, I feel good doing this today. So I'll take it while it's there kind of thing. Um, But yeah, like today I just feel tired. So I went out and did a run first thing this morning, like I said, and it's just, it wasn't fast or anything, but it's just that cumulative effect and yeah. I don't know. Like max having a, a couple of ropey nights sleep, those kind of things all, all like knock into it. It's exactly the same thing that, that we would speak to clients about. Like, it's not, it's not just what happens within like the 30 minutes or the hour of a workout. It's what's going on in your life. And it own anything that interferes with sleep. So children kind of obvious one, but you know, stress at work, not being able to settle, you've had a couple of big nights out, maybe you had a bit too much alcohol, All these kind of things, anything that interferes with sleep, will have a knock-on effect and it's just knowing almost that when you wake up the next day how bad it's going to be
1: 100 percent, yeah it's really interesting you say that like and thinking of it not just as the product of what you do over the last like 24 hours but it's a bigger picture so like last week i um had a very 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 heavy weekend alcohol wise and sleep wise and was squats on monday did not feel good like really struggled to get out four sets of eight and this weekend i just didn't want to feel like that um still went to the pub but just didn't drink this weekend at all i had one glass of wine on friday night with my friend and that was at home so like i haven't had i haven't had like lots of sleep but sleep is definitely better and been of better quality um and i'm training first thing in the morning so it'll be really interesting to see how squats feel tomorrow compared to how they felt last week Um, well i
0: mean if you will live that vip lifestyle rambo
1: in bacchus in the club (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no you're so Uh, right mate you're so right and like yeah we say to clients you know we the advice we give to clients but we also give the advice to clients of listen to your body and if you feel good mate in that moment and you know you know the rest of your load your, your training load your stress levels are all managed like it's probably a good thing to push
0: yeah no exactly and it's um i don't know just like it is it the more you train the better yeah, like in touch you, you get with your body uh, and it doesn't mean that you should go like completely ad hoc and just kind of lurch from one workout to the next i think having like a an overarching structure to what you're trying to do is important, but it does allow those little tweaks within sessions. And it could be like going a bit faster on a run. It could be doing an extra set. Like do you ever do this when you're like, maybe you're doing like a new movement in the gym or something you haven't done for a while. And you, it'll be the last program set that you just get it. And mm, you're like, ah, oh. oh, actually I'll do, even if you if you drop the weight down, like I, I've got that movement now. So I'll just do an extra, maybe one or two, because I'm feeling good um, because it's like a technique related tweak let's say definitely mm. worth doing
1: yeah 100 yeah it happens all the time especially coming back from an injury it's coming back from my knee injury like testing out what feels good what doesn't feel good we like different things i'm like actually this feels all right and not like, playing around with it um yeah adding in an extra set and you see it with clients all the time as well um they, they might not get it especially any mo- new movement they might not get it till like third set um so yeah definitely
0: Um, Before we kind of launch into the meat of the pod, which I'll let Rambo do, (laughs) Mm. I just wanted to give a little shout out. And apologies if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, because my brain is so sleep deprived, I just can't remember. And I did ask Rambo, to be fair, and she couldn't remember either. Um, So we've done at least one podcast. We might have even done two, basically. (laughs) Um, Me or you getting hassled when we're running. And just people running in general and getting heckled or shouted at or stared at, or, you know, followed, not particularly pleasant. Um, So just to redress the balance, I was on a run the other day and the road had basically flooded. So I couldn't get across. There was just like no way without being kind of like producing a canoe out of my backpack, that it was going to happen. And as I was kind of turning around thinking, okay, I'll just have to kind of retrace my steps, a white van Literally white van man came around the corner. Um, and I kind of stepped aside, gave me the wave, and he got halfway through uh this kind of makeshift river, and he reversed and was like, Do you want to lift across this? And I was shocked, pleasantly shocked and surprised, and jumped in his van, took me across, wished me luck with my run. And mate, for the next mile or two, that was that was up my fuel yeah just th- buzzing my faith in humanity had been restored
1: kindness you're running on kindness
0: i was running on kindness so Aww. thank you random white van man that was uh much appreciated
1: i hope you see him again
0: yeah, i hope I next d- time
1: you do see him i hope he heckles you and someone waves <laughs> beeps and waves
0: <laughs> we were just saying beforehand the start of that run rambo did call me a running wanker as i left the gym (laughs) it wasn't a completely heckle-free run
1: include a relevant (laughs) gesture as well
0: (laughs) complete with hand signals
1: i did i did mainly for the laughs though and the irony
0: i didn't i didn't take it to heart luckily
1: um right okay I have, I'm not going to lie, listeners, I've struggled this week. Um, I've really struggled to come up with some content, uh, mainly because of my own need to switch off from the health and fitness world so I've kind of closed my my eyes to a little bit of things but it's bad,
0: it's bad that we've both had that kind of week together we really need to organize those weeks <laughs>
1: yeah we could plan we need to plan the calendar and the holiday but um there have been a few things this week that have come up with clients um and I did a big brain dump on mine and Andy's little uh little um Spreadsheet and I was like, I'll just put all this on there and see which one he wants to bite to. And the, the, the sentence at the end said, I'm so stuck this week, <laughs> which, but, I
0: pre- which I appreciated.
1: Um, but one thing that has definitely come up this week with clients, which I really wanted to talk about, um, was losing weight as we age. Um, and how it can be a lot more difficult. Um, So one client I had um, was chatting to her this week in the gym and she's just come back from a little holiday and I completely empathise with this or anybody that has this experience because this is what happens to me every single time we go to see Jack's family in Sterling. It won't matter if it's July, September, February. It's only ever three or four nights but it's almost like a mini Christmas. Like there is so much food and drink and it's all in abundance and it's a really happy time and families are all together again. Um, and is there's just a real short period of overindulgence. And this is what this client's was, client was saying. It was only like a week, but she was like, it was literally like Christmas because we ate so much. And then she said she'd come back, started tracking on my fitness pal, Um, And we had a quick conversation about it. And she was like, I've only lost a pound this week. And I was like, that's great. That's absolutely great. That's a sustainable rate of fat loss. And I wouldn't expect you to lose any more. She's like, it's just so hard. Now I'm a little bit older. So, you know, usually like back in the day, I'd lose four pounds in the first week. And I was like, Saying all the right things as a practitioner, you know, how were you doing out there? Were you restricting? You know, were you still enjoying the foods you love, or were you just cutting out carbs or doing anything really crazy or over-exercising? And she was like, No, 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 I know. I probably wasn't doing it the right way. She said, but it just feels like now I'm older, it takes forever. And I can empathize with this as well as. A female um, and I've had a conversation with another client as well, both female and male who are experiencing the same thing. So I just think it was um, a nice thing to chat about. Um, Maybe our own experiences, um, maybe a little bit of like metabolic adaptation or definitely how things change as we age and how our calorie requirements do decline, especially if you've been through a few diet cycles. Um, And you said, Andy, that this is the main one that jumped out with you. So um any thoughts around why or why you were drawn to this one in particular
0: right, loads great loads I mean, right, talk
1: <laughs> just keep going for another 45
0: minutes or so um yeah I mean it jumps off the page because it's it's probably the one that I deal with the most and it's probably the one that needs constantly reinforcing or at least covering and I think the reason why people struggle as they get older, there's there's a few things. So things that that we or definitely me, I'm maybe speaking for Rambo, but I'm sure you've had this as well. Part of this is is expectation. So, and I mean that in two different ways. So you've got industry expectation. So if someone comes in and they're like, right, I want to lose, I want to lose weight. Um, I've seen these programs or these, you know, diets on Instagram or whatever they are, and people are losing like half a stone a week and four or five pounds a week. So they come in with their um, yeah, their expectations just they're they're gonna be let down basically when they start getting into a dieting phase. And then the other part is basing expectations on what you could do when you were 18, which that to me is like. I know it's hard to get your head around, but think about, think about how you were as a person. Like, so for me, like me at 20 versus 40 where I'll be in like a month or so, just a different person. And like physically there's been way less of a change than mentally, but there's still a, a big change. Like there's still, um, yeah, things are hard. I mean, I, I reference this a fair amount, but I would say the thing that I noticed training-wise, 20 versus like 39, is just recovery time. And that's kind of normal. <laughs> you know, there's not tons of elite 40-year-old sportsmen and women out there, you know, elite for age. But like if you look at, you know, if you, what, if you turn on the football this afternoon or the rugby, you're generally going to see people in there. 20s maybe early 30s and that's kind of like physical peak um so yeah i think so number one to me when i look at that i look at that on the on the document would be uh expectation um and the ones maybe maybe i'll kind of throw the baton over to you with this one so let's say someone comes in and they do realize that it's going to be harder because they're a bit older i would say the next kind of point i have to address is that I have to almost reassure them that it's not impossible <laughs> that they've kind of see, so you've got people that are just like, Oh, I could do what I did when I was 20. They're kind of disappointed. And then there's people that come in that are like, Oh, what's the point? It's too hard. Oh, I can't do it because I'm 50 now or 55 or 60 or whatever. And, and they've kind of been like, yeah, cause my metabolic, you know, my thyroid's changed, my metabolism's dropped all these things. And I would, so I'll kind of put my point out there first and let you, you come back on it. I would say they over, they overcook it. They think that like all is lost when actually that kind of metabolic adaptation is not quite as bad as they maybe think. Absolutely. What are your thoughts, mate, on that?
1: Um, I would definitely agree. I don't think metabolic metabolic adaptation adaptation is as as bad as people think. Um, what I would say is, in my experience with clients, people the. Especially like older females, let's say, they dramatically underestimate how little they probably have to eat in order to lose weight, or what few calories they are actually on, and that can be quite um, a stark realization for them. Um, and that can, and that's like that's from a multitude of factors. That's from, and I'm talking about you know a general average of middle-aged female now. Um, go on, Andy. He's got his hand up.
0: Put my hand up. I didn't want to interrupt you, but just when you said that, it's just it's like the the light bulb goes off in my brain. You're absolutely right. I agree. Right. I think uh older females maybe don't realise how low they have to go calories-wise. They also, I mean, this is everyone, but generally underestimate how much they're currently eating, and they generally overestimate how much activity or how active they are Definitely. and that is a bad that is a bad combination so basically
1: there's lots. just a real mismatch of expectations yeah. and a diff- reality there's a, massive,
0: there's a massive disconnect there
1: yeah and i think i think some of this comes down to food education i think some of this comes down to lifestyle as well and um yeah how again thing i think the activity one's really interesting Activity can decline. And when I say activity, I mean, exercise and non-exercise that can actually decline very slowly without somebody actually realizing it. And those one session a week that suddenly you don't make or those extra 2000 steps a day that suddenly you don't do when you haven't got a lot of energy requirements as you age, um, or let's say your energy requirements do lower as they age. Um, and Your body wants to try and preserve itself a little bit more as well as, you know, leaning, especially I'm thinking about females now with more like menstrual changes and hormonal changes. And again, men with like predisposed central adiposity as they age, like it just becomes a lot more difficult. And those little things do really, really matter and really, really count. Um, But just to reiterate what Andy said at the start, it's not impossible it's just a lot harder and this is exactly what we've said before about anybody that wants to lose body fat if you think you've only if you think you can do it in eight weeks give yourself 12 if you're i would say and again don't shoot me anybody out there that's listening if i would say if you are between 40 and 60 i would probably add another four to six weeks on however long you think it's going to take you anyway um it's and that's aside from talking about what you need to eat or what other things there are to do to benefit you to help you lose body fat as well um yeah does that make sense
0: yeah it does i mean you can you can keep this so as coaches like we we dig into this a little bit further so when we have a consultation as well as you know like you know how active are you what's your job how many times a week you train obviously the issue of like eating out comes up and cooking in general you know do you cook from scratch do you get takeaways all that kind of thing and look, as we get older you know what i what i could afford and where i could afford to eat again as like a 20 year old compared to now a vastly different and if especially when you throw in the social element if you are going out most weekends let's say not even for like a big night out but just for a meal if you're a bit older and you're walking that tightrope of, um, of creating an energy deficit, a couple of nights out it can easily wipe that out mm. and it doesn't fit. And And then the the internal dialogue is what's the point if I can't even have a night, can't even have a night out. And part of me is like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do what you, is the point? Do you want to do this? And, and I always like to, I'll say I'll separate at this point, because we are talking, this is about weight loss, right? So losing weight for health versus losing weight for, I'll say appearance, but it could just be to feel comfortable. Um, To me, you know, once you've lost the weight and you're in a a healthy range, you know, like you function well, there's no... um, you know, you haven't, you've been for your health check and you're like in a healthy way, everything kind of seems fine. Then you really have to stop and think, you know, is taking that last half a stone off, what will that bring yeah. in terms of your day-to-day life? Because I would say like day-to-day life is going out with friends and eating out and, you know, enjoying a bottle of wine or having a takeaway. That is every week. So that's quite, so if you remove that and don't get me wrong, you can make better choices, but that to me is like, it's not the making healthier choices at restaurants and being conscious of it, but that requires, I call it being on something I talk about as a parent now. And like as a parent, if you're with your child, even if it's, even if like, you know, Max is playing happily, you're on, you have to be on all that. You can't just be like, I'll just wander out of the room and go make a cup of tea. like and it's like going to a restaurant and being on a diet and if you're going to track calories let's say or make healthier decisions you have to be on yeah and for some people that kind of ruins the experience of eating out because the whole idea is i've been on at work i've been on with the kids all week i'm out with my friends now bottle of wine catch up talk shit this is quite good fun i don't want to be like oh what dressing is is that main coming with do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Or just hold the garlic bread sticks. Yeah.
0: And, and there's and there's just an element of, as, as we get older, like just people generally eat out more and they're able to, to eat out more. You know, it's just a bunch of lifestyle factors. Eating out a bit more. Yeah, activity goes down. I mean, again, I'll, I'll throw this to you, uh, but I'm happy to go on it as well. Can you discuss Rambo? Because I think this is a good one. So this is, we're talking about calorie burn, right? And yeah. how like just being active can play a massive part in that discuss the difference between when someone says to you they're they're active versus busy
1: oh like active like busy you can be busy and sat on your ass do you know what i mean like,
0: so you, you're completely on the same page as me.
1: oh yeah like we are we've become a nation of sedentary people um i some of my busiest days i only do three thousand steps. steps you know what i mean like it's it's mad like when we say active, we mean, how much do you move outside of your sessions? Like sometimes it really does help saying to people like, break down your day. So we have 24 hours in the day and I'm, no one has the same 24 hours. I think that we all have the same 24 hours in the day. It's complete <laughs> bullshit, It's complete bullshit. Cause my life is different to your life. It's different to everybody else's life. So, but we all do have 24 hours in that day. Take out eight of those for sleep. Okay you've now only got 16 hours take out the first hour in the morning let's say the last two hours at night okay you've now got 13 hours take out your eight hour working day you've now got what five hours okay one of those you're going to the gym that's only one hour all right and then there's maybe a couple more, one to relax a couple to commute you know maybe one lunch break or something like you, you see what i mean sometimes the hours just drip 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 away and if you're sat on your bum for most of those but you're like it's okay i went to the gym today right you were up and moving for that one hour and like andy and i have said before it's if you're resistance training which you should be as you age it's really really important to prevent against the effects of sarcopenia and we do lose a lot more muscle as we enter into the aging process so that would be really beneficial to any kind of fat or body composition goal as well as protective for our health bones muscles joints etc cetera, etc cetera. um if you're just moving for that one hour and you're doing a workout, a resistance workout, some people will be lucky if they burn 200 calories. Like that's not enough to really create a significant deficit if you're going to then go home and have a takeaway. And you, the other hours of the day are the ones where you have the most amount of time to actually use your body and move. And one of the one of the things I do with my clients is if they're sedentary and they generally sit behind an, like a desk, it's like, right, set your alarm every single hour get up and either do a five or 10 minute walk and drink a glass of water. There are two habits that you can just include daily, every single hour. Okay. That's going to improve, improve your health and benefit your fat loss goal massively because it's just, everyone's busy. Like busy has just become a state. Like it really has. Everybody is busy. Is busy is bullshit, you know, but active is something completely different.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, and it's not saying that like, busy can be like mentally demanding so like you can be busy at work and you know if you're if you work in IT you're going to be chances are you're going to be sat at a desk you know eight hours a day but it's also people people maybe think they're, they're in an active job but that burn is just not again it doesn't tally with what's actually happening so I'll give you a good example me and Rambo because until I started wearing like um you know, like the Apple watch or whatever. I just didn't really think about, you know, I was aware of step count and stuff like that, but I burn so little at the gym when I'm with clients. It's untrue. I mean, it's, it's shocking considering that I am, you know, I'm not obviously not doing the workouts with the clients, but I'm kind of moving weights around, setting things up. I'm generally on my feet most of the time, Um, but I'm not moving that much. Uh, like I would, I would burn more. People would think like the visual of it, you know, like humping twenty kilo plates around, setting up barbells. They, they, people might look at that and think, oh, you know, Andy's pretty active. I would burn way more if I just went for a nice little pleasant walk for that yeah. hour, uh, at like a steady pace. And that's why like step count has been a good, is like a good kind of proxy marker for. um like calorie burn and maybe what we would set calories at because actually like step count does tally quite nicely with um yeah with calorie burn throughout the day
1: yeah yeah definitely um it's it was stark actually when i first started pting how little how little calories on little steps i do during the day um, there's a reason you'll see like me and oh, Steph, like jump on the treadmill mate, between see, clients. That's
0: exactly what I was going to, I was you literally taking the next sentence out of my mouth. Yeah, that's like exactly well, what I was going to say. If
1: I've got half an hour or 20 minutes between clients, like I will, like, as long as I've not got work to do on my laptop, I will jump on the treadmill and just walk or use it to phone my mom or just try and get those steps in, particularly if I know that I don't really have any time to walk outside during the day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite frustrating how little steps you do when you move around the gym. But again, um, for those people that are aging and as we age, we tend to want to sit down more because maybe you have put on a little bit of weight. Maybe it's harder to move around outside of exercise. Also, maybe you are injured or have health complications or your bones hurt or your joints hurt, or you've got, you know, you, you just don't have great energy levels throughout the day. Like it, it, you're, movement outside of exercise automatically does try to decline your calorie requirements are less as well so it's just a it's just a myriad of mixing pot of factors that unfortunately are always going to be against you and it just means that you need to be a little bit tighter and a little bit more consistent with it if it's really really what you want another thing i will say as well is be realistic about your expectations of what you expect to look like. Because just like Andy said at the start, if you're still in your head thinking that you're that 22, 25 year old, male or female, which you probably are because you probably don't feel your age. None of us do, you know? Um, Then if that's the image you've got in your head of how you're gonna look, you're probably always going to be disappointed um and that's a really like that's the worst awful place to be and it's really sad it makes me really really sad because the people I've got in my head right now and I'm thinking about are incredible and have amazing bodies and everybody out there has an amazing body that deserves to be celebrated and if you're training and doing something good for your body you know you're going to be feeling strong and you're going to feel be feeling empowered and you're going to be um Hopefully waking up with a little bit of a spring in your step and you're going to be sleeping well and you're going to be getting your five fruits and vegetables a day, possibly more and enjoying what you love at the weekends. But if you're living in your body, hating it, like chastising it, really disliking what you see in the mirror because you want to have the body you had when you were 22 or you want to have that girl's body in the gym because she looks great. I think you just need to have a bit of a chat with yourself or a bit of a wake up call and just be like, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. So I, it's, that can be quite a difficult thing to try and manage because obviously that's a lot lot more about the mental side of things and necessarily the physical side of things.
0: Yeah. A lot of it comes back to that. I would say, yeah, Yeah, you're, when you, when you describe that, I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard. It's really difficult when someone's got like a, an image in their head or I, you know, I mean, we will hear this every week in the gym, some variation of I used to look like X or I used to weigh this. Or, I used to be able to lift this or I used to do that. And I get it because again, like using yourself as a reference point generally, I think is quite good, but as you get older, you'd be foolish to chase the same goals or to chase the same goals and expect the same outcome is just you'll never you'll never get there and once you kind of accept that fact it's like oh okay and even if you you know that set up the weight on the scales is the classic right i've said this before when you get there or you know achieve the the body like that is just one moment in time that is not you it's not like you get to a weight or get to a number or get to a look and then that's that's full stop because guess what we keep getting older and older and we're going to change. And so it's like, slightly more um, philosophical point of the pod, but you have, you do have to try and find like a, a, a way of, I suppose, like, yeah, appreciate the body you're in. I don't, I don't even want to go down like the, you know, love yourself kind of route, but I would definitely say like, like love what you do, enjoy what you do. And the, the body's kind of like a handy vehicle for that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, Absolutely, I, I think bringing it back to like, um, people who are just that little bit older. I think if someone's had that in their head for like 20, 30, 40 years, that's another thing as a coach that you have to recognize. You can't just be like, Oh, you're, you're talking nonsense. Here's actually what, how it is. It's like, good luck with that. You, you can't almost, um, a lot more tact is required and understanding because if you, this is why it's so good when you get someone a bit younger come in and you, you maybe you do get to like guide them a little bit more because it's like a blank canvas. If you meet someone who's done 20 different diets, and they're, they're all like kind of crash diets or detoxes and they're used to losing half a stone in, in a week and then you're coming in with mindful eating and trying to you know getting your protein in and stuff this might be something that they've never heard before and then so they're doing something they've never heard before they don't know you could, you know that well because you've only had one consultation the results they get are not as good as they've had before and you're telling them that the results that they're, they're eventually going to get it's probably not going to be as good as what they think it's like see you later andy <laughs> um, you can keep your coaching services it's all right um but yeah it's just kind of yeah it's being honest and upfront with people really yeah. <laughs> not the best for business but generally no, a, good to, business, a good approach to life I find
1: well that's the thing it's not the best for business but I would much rather go to the coat I mean this is me personally and again maybe I'm just lucky that my echo chamber and I am work with wonderful people and surround myself with people like yourself where we're on the same page but and you know the counts I follow on social media reinforce what I believe but it's just I would much rather work with that coach that you've just described than go and do another six week fat loss and then fat loss shred and end up in the same the, the same hamster wheel, um, you know, chasing something that unfortunately is probably out of my out of my grasp. But yeah, I think it's better that you. Um, it's just made me think, isn't fat loss in general like sometimes it, you can just get sucked down such a negative thought pattern with the whole thing like strength training is awesome like it's such a positive thing and resistance training and training in general like it's such a wonderful thing that can be so inspiring and uplifting and generally such a force of positivity and fat loss it's just it's just like taking a stick to yourself every single (laughs) day and beating yourself over the head with it because it's just thankless sometimes it really is and
0: rambo it's a prolonged state of mild starvation that is what fat loss is it's a prolonged state of mild starvation
1: and it's pretty miserable
0: <laughs> as the title would suggest <laughs> mild starvation not fun um but yeah I, I think if you if it's done in conjunction with so there's there'll be plenty of people listening to this now that I'm sure like want to lose body fat or, or at least interested in the topic and this is this is where i do think there has to be this this kind of clear line in the sand from like health and appearance because the health to me is like well that's a no-brainer get that body fat down hopefully health markers improve hopefully you don't hopefully you don't go on to develop type 2 diabetes all positives all wins but like you said when it's like right i want to go from 15 percent body fat down to 10 I mean, it's just, it's uh, incredibly hard work and you, I mean, there's a a fair chance if someone's trying to take off like the last half stone, let's say there's a fair chance that performance in the gym will dip and go down. So if the gym is something that you enjoy, which again, hopefully that's something that over time you've worked and developed on, you'll make your, there's something that you actually really enjoyed. Now you start to dread a little bit or the results aren't as good or you can't lift as much or you feel more fatigued when you're in the session so yeah it's um think about it long and hard listeners before you before you embark on a diet
1: yeah i feel very morose now oh
0: dear let me pick let me pick the mood up a little bit um (laughs) what would you say rambo like to someone who's a little bit older that they have thought about it and then i actually do you know what like I'm a healthy weight. So that's good. Um, it's not the last half a stone I've got. I'm probably like a couple of stone heavier and I just want to kind of make a start on it. I just want to chip away at it. What would be like some, um, some practical recommendations that, that you would give?
1: Uh, look to increase your activity outside of exercise. So definitely look to um, get those step count up, start to wear a tracker if it helps. I think it encourages a good positive behavior. Um, Love it. it Increase your protein intake at every meal. So look for a solid source of protein at every single meal. Um, That could be 200 grams of Greek yogurt in the morning or maybe a protein shake, um, chicken salad at lunch, another dose of protein, maybe three to four hours later. So maybe that's when you have your shake or a couple of boiled eggs or a protein bar if you want a sweet kick and then a decent dinner. Um, Also for the older generation as well, just try not to drink your calories. (laughs) Um, And that's generally because the older generation are the ones that lean into the alcohol a little bit more. Believe me, I was in the pub yesterday, (laughs) watching the rugby, drinking lime and soda, and the amount of beer that was going down is ridiculous so uh, that's the last thing i would say because those calories really do matter and they are a lot harder to burn off and they are probably the ones that are going to go right around your spare tire in the middle
0: yeah good ones mate i mean what about I, you i mean i would say i mean the the first one that came to mind is the activity one which is the first thing you said because we're both on the same bloody page as always um just to kind of um elaborate on that a little bit further I would say activity outside of exercise is for this. Uh, this is strictly for weight loss, we're talking about now, is more important than the exercise. So, going back to your hours in the day um, description, yeah, if you're training for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, where well, you've got another 16 waking hours, let's say, where you could be moving um so even you know like if, if you've got an opportunity or you know you're working and you have a lunch break especially now we kind of you know i know the weather's been rough recently but talking about the um being on the treadmills and stuff like in the summer at our gym we've got like a little um little kind of forest walk or like wood walk just around the corner you know it's like a couple of miles it's such a good one to do if you've got like half hour or so to kill um so yeah don't you could you could be doing like the highest intensity interval training going and and doing like the latest kind of the latest workout craze or whatever but if you're only doing that two three days a week it's going to have minimal impact so shift the focus to like just daily activity and then i suppose in terms of food yeah they're not drinking your calories is, is a really good one i would just like broaden that to like just think about what you do socially because okay yeah the the big night out with a bottle of wine and stuff is quite an obvious one but if that's also being supplemented with trips to the coffee shop a brunch here and there across the course of a week that is just that is just the deficit um the deficit wiped out uh last one slightly broader point and think with like, um, sarcopenia and just general health in mind, I, I think you should be resistance training, but do not do take part in resistance training with the thought that with like weight loss being a priority, I suppose, like I would separate the two. I was, you know, if, if, if you've got a lot on your plate and you want to do all this stuff and you're like, right, I need to priori- so prioritize what the goal is. And if number one comes out as weight loss, focus on diet and general activity and just get that kind of locked down first. And then once that's kind of in a nice routine, then maybe you start looking at doing some resistance training, but do not get into resistance training with the belief that it's going to suddenly burn a load of fat because you'll be disappointed for one And then the worst case scenario, you stop doing it because you think it's not working when it's having this underlying massive positive effect on muscle mass that you won't even really be able to see potentially until you lose a little bit of the weight.
1: Or you, you're a complete beginner to exercise. You start resistance training. You maybe even put on a bit of muscle and your scale weight increases, which is not going to be body fat, but it might actually be that you're. You look better, um, but if you're somebody that's spent years and years and years being obsessed by the scales, then that can be quite uh, a bit of a yeah, big time. head fuck as well. Big it just time. made me laugh when you said, if you've got a lot on your plate, first thing I was going to say is, <laughs> don't eat it.
0: <laughs> There's the uh, title There's the title for the pod.
1: If you've got a lot on your plate, don't eat it. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, mate, you're picking the next one. I'm going to let you talk because guess what I'm going to do?
0: <laughs> are, you, are you just going to nip out of the room?
1: I just might nip out of the room.
0: Let me chat. Um, Yeah, go on. I can can talk for a while. Yeah, I
1: thought
0: you might. I will not be editing this podcast either, Rambo, because it is is quarter to eight on a Sunday. Oh,
1: I'm completely happy with people knowing how small my bladder is. It's okay. Okay. All
0: right. (laughs) right, listeners. It's just uh, just me and you now. Um, So second on Rambo's little documents here, I think I'm going to pick D-Load's so rambo's got do we need them or when should you take them so a deload or or commonly i suppose referred to as a deload week or typically is basically kind of as as it suggests is a period of time where you basically back off the training so like deloads i first heard about this uh in relation to weight training resistance training basically where you get someone who would train for Typically anywhere from like four, four to six weeks or four to eight weeks. And then, you know, the the sessions would be getting progressively harder. Maybe you'd hit a plateau, maybe you wouldn't. Nice of you to join us again, Rambo. Very swift. Um I didn't wash my hands, did I? <laughs> um yeah, it's all right. The pandemic's over now. You can stop washing your hands again. It's fine. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's war we're more worried about now.
0: <laughs> don't mate, don't. I <laughs> know, oh, sorry, um, I
1: shouldn't
0: joke. Um oh god train of thought lost. sorry mate uh yeah so yeah period of period of training over six to eight weeks gradually the intensity ramps up and then you would plan to have a week or so where you deliberately lift less or the session volume is decreased or yeah just basically like an easier week essentially not quite it's not like a rest week you're not gonna um just kind of been off training completely but you're going to do some version of it like a scaled down version of it so just to kind of to answer rambo's questions on here well so when should you take them that's kind of when i would i would plan to have them every every couple of months every six weeks maybe Particular a really intense block of training you might even go um every four weeks or so but i mean there's there's a billion different caveats to this as to kind of when you should and shouldn't take them but as a rule of thumb one to two months is a good one uh do we need them i mean it's an absolute yes or no isn't it so absolute terms no if you don't need them would i take them absolutely yes <laughs> yeah rambo thoughts
1: um so this came about the reason i put this on here and again i apologize if i'm covering anything you already said um (laughs) it's otherwise engaged (laughs) um yeah the reason i put this on here because i was chatting to someone in the gym and uh i was like how you doing mate how's your training going he said i'm excuse my french i'm fucked this week i was like okay what's wrong so i'm just really knackered like really tired like my body's just not feeling it at all and i was like well just take a deload like take a week off or if you can't do that just strip it back a little bit or maybe try something a little bit different that you haven't done before or you know just bring the session down or he was like yeah but i just just start lifting and get really into it don't (laughs) i (laughs) okay great well don't do that then
0: (laughs) who is this uh monk (laughs) love it
1: um so yeah i was like okay um I don't actually factor D loads in with many of my clients because I tend to find that these happen naturally. Um, if you've got, if you're a normal person, I say normal in wanky air quotes, and you have a life and you maybe have a bout of illness or you go on holiday or you plan in regular breaks, which involve breaks from training, or maybe just one day you're very tired and you're actually very good at listening to your body. You might actually find that every six to eight weeks you naturally just miss a week because of how maybe your social calendar falls or those reasons that you're just like do you know what i just can't this week um and that they usually do happen really really naturally i know they do with me for sure um i also think it depends on your training age as well beginners can tend to go a lot longer without necessarily needing a deload um because they generally adapt to everything for the first 12, 12 to 18 months. So you can very much, if you find that like, they're not progressing in something, you can do something else and they'll progress in that and then take it back again. And they'll generally just progress in that first thing even further. So again, tends to naturally happen. Um, But I would definitely say if you're finding that you've been training for a few years, you, you generally haven't got the motivation maybe for a couple of weeks or your numbers aren't improving or you just feel sore beaten up first of all i'd make sure you're sleeping enough second of all have a look at your nutrition maybe train up your program if you generally just have that cba feeling then yeah take a D load week and just take it down if you don't want to stop training at all and like that conversation i had with um that that guy in the gym sometimes it's mentally harder than it is physically your body will definitely thank you for it whereas i think it's hard to get out of the space and your brain to, to tell your brain to thank you for it as well
0: yeah i think if you so I, I, when you're i was basically saying I, the first time i'd heard like the term deload was in relation to like resistance training right mm. like it was kind of like a gym term but it can definitely be applied across the board so whether you're like running resistance work doing uh like hit work at home anything like that it's just it just kind of makes it makes sense to put it in just to give the body a little bit of a break especially if you've been stacking the weight on week on week and things have been getting progressively harder I think yeah I so I'm exactly the same as you I don't program them with clients or very very rarely I would program them but um because a lot of the clients that I work with they might they maybe do like one so if you're doing like one resistance training session a week you don't need to worry about a deload yeah right? You just, so i would say this, this is more relevant to people that are training multiple times a week, um, or maybe like, yeah, kind of cross training. Maybe you are, maybe you do a couple of resistance, a couple of runs, a couple of classes, then that definitely still, that definitely still applies. Um, the people that need them the most are the ones like you said that, uh, that are really into training and they just, they just don't take them. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is g- g- covering over old ground here, but, if you're not going to program it, I, I think it, it kind of makes, if you're that into training that you've got a program that's going to run over like six weeks, let's say it makes sense to program the deload weekend. Yeah. Whereas if you're, if you are just going in the gym and smashing yourself to bits, every, so like, it's like the, the progression of like, as you kind of, as you're in the gym a bit longer, you learn a little bit more. So the people that have already got a program, well done you've got a program you're doing more than most just plug it in at the end of it before you go into the next program just structure a week in that's pretty easy the people that probably really need it are the ones that are going in just yeah ad hoc just there's no real rhyme or reason or tracking of the weights it's just going in and lifting as heavy as possible every session you guys and girls you need a program And then you need to deload off the yeah. back off the back yeah. end of it. Um, but some people just love going. I mean, I, I'm like this sometimes. I'll go through periods of time where I just go in there and I go by feel. And if you do, you, you've just got to be like in touch with, you've got to be in touch with like what the body's doing. You've definitely got to kind of leave the ego at the door a little bit um, and know that if you do go in there and go absolutely mm-hmm. nuts that, yeah, maybe the next, the next week could be a, yeah, it could be worth backing it off. And it's not. Part of the reason
1: I don't train on holiday because I'm like, no, nah, this is great. I just use this as a deload. Like, yeah. I'm going to eat a little bit more food on holiday. I'm not going to train. I'm still going to be active, like we talked about, but I'm just not going to train. It's great. It's natural. Um, yeah,
0: and you you can make it as kind of complex as you want, so that you know, if you're really in the midst of say dieting and you're, you know, you're tracking calories and you're tracking reps and weight and session volume and all this kind of stuff, then you can you know if you if you back the volume off 50 percent, let's say so you can still go in and lift heavy but you're doing half the sets maybe the food stays similar so you end up maybe you're not in a deficit that week come out at maintenance you don't lose anything by having it i think that's the fear that's the fear of people resting in general it's like i'm gonna rest for a week and losing my gains or losing my strength or my diet's gonna go to hell yeah um and actually, for those people, I would, I would argue that structuring it and, and having control over it—if if that's something that—if it's that important, it kind of make it kind of makes sense. What you don't want to do is train, keep training on, keep banging your head against a brick wall. And again, I've said this before, but like best case scenario, you just hit a plateau you know you just can't you just stop getting stronger worst case scenario you you get an injury and then there's an enforced period of rest and you can't do anything and that's way more annoying than just having a a week where you back off
1: isn't it funny how the people who would say the people you talked about who would say that they take their training the most seriously are the ones that don't have deloads and they're the ones that if they did take their Uh, training that seriously they would have deloads
0: this um this is something that happens across everything yeah. in health and fitness. And it's probably a rule. It's probably a good rule of thumb across life. So like with, if we talk about switch it to food, the people that you want to say, you need to relax a bit here, take fitness part of your phone, chill out, enjoy your food. They're the ones that are absolutely on it. Like they know everything. They've got good knowledge, but they they need kind of basic, just take a step back. And the ones that are, um have gotten like no clue at all, need to get a bit more invested in it and actually look at calories or something like that. It's just yeah, it's hard, yes. isn't it? It's <laughs> hard. It's, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's hard. Speaking of hard, have you heard Max write this podcast? No,
1: is he going crazy?
0: Mate, I, I think he's been going for about 40 minutes now.
1: Oh god, I'm sorry.
0: Don't feel sorry for me, mate. It's Sarah who's with him at the moment
1: I'm sorry Sarah I'm
0: sorry Sarah as well I'll be there in a sec
1: oh I was gonna say is there anything else you want to talk about <laughs> probably not
0: probably I mean I'd love to stay on here for another half hour or so but, um I was like oh he seems in a really good mood. like we I, literally just before I jumped on here I was like doing the um doing his bath and stuff and he's like laughing away and he kind of like crawled in to see Sarah and was like picking the book out he wanted i was like oh, he's in a really good mood tonight this is gonna this is looking real nice and smooth doesn't always work oh like dear.
1: that guys oh dear um is there anything else you'd like to finish up with though mate anything you've seen this week or anything you want to chat about or any, any nugget of information you'd like to leave the listeners with
0: um i tell you what, i'll leave the listeners with something i'm not going to go into it this week but just something that i found when i was um looking at some of the things i'd saved on facebook interesting shares one i'm going to cover maybe next podcast is around lower back pain so Mm. if you are someone who suffers with lower back pain there's a really good um it's a really good article and study off the back of it um it's kind of presented as like 10 facts every person should person should know about back pain but it's um Oh, this sounds like real cheesy. Like it's not what you think. <laughs> like <laughs> click on my click on the link. Um, but it's it kind of dispels some of the myths. So I think it's quite it's quite useful. Um, some some juicy bits in there, mate. So um, yeah, next pod or a pod upcoming, we'll go into a bit of lower back pain and just back pain management, and maybe we'll expand that out to like what we do in the um, in the gym as well.
1: Interesting, like that, like oh, that. Cool. Yeah, nice. Thanks, right. mate.
0: I'm gonna go and um pick up a screaming baby. <laughs>
1: um, if you liked this podcast, please share it on your social media. Uh, if you are listening via Apple Podcast, please go and rate and review. Um, we're feeling very sleepy today, so uh, we will be back with usual content and uh, from next week.
0: Nice one, mate. It's been a pleasure.
1: Oh, as always.
0: Take it easy, guys. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Not Another Fitness Podcast. If you'd like to join our ever-growing community, please log on to Facebook and request to join the Not Another Fitness Podcast group. We really do appreciate all the feedback that you take the time to send myself and Andy, and you'll find our contact details in the Facebook group. If you want to inquire with either of us about working with us directly, send us a little email. If you have time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom, give us a five-star rating and jot down your thoughts in a little review. If you're listening via any other podcast provider, please just share it to your socials as it really does help get our little podcast out to more people.